having uh, two sermons, two split sermons today. Um, we will not be singing a hymn in between. We're just going to be, I'll just come up and inter- uh, introduce the second message. So, the first one's going to be by Mr. David Hope, entitled Funeral Message to the Unconverted. Thank you, Mr. McGarvey, and good afternoon, everyone. I think Mr. Owen deserves a big hand. and did a great job leading songs without a pianist. Did a great job, Owen, appreciate it. We're so very fortunate here in this congregation that we have a lot of young people, and we have a lot of young teenagers, other people that even work at the door at times, and you know, it's really nice to when you come hobbling in here, you know, on a cane and everything else to see some of the young activities, I mean, young faces at her. So it's really good. We appreciate you guys. And we appreciate the teachers for doing such a good job and the parents, too, with you guys. Have you ever, I'm going to start this off, and I'm trying, I'm not going to tell you that it's going to be short. I intend to, but it's not, I'm not going to promise. Have you ever attended a, funeral that the presenter or the presentation was nothing basically but an altar call at the end of it. I see some heads knocking, you know, sometimes you get into some and all they're wanting to do is right then they, they get through everything else and then they spend the last hour or half hour or so trying to get you to uh, give your heart to the Lord and, and you know, that's, and I guess that's their way of doing it. That's okay. Over the years I've had uh, I don't know whether you say opportunity or, or, or whatever it is, anyway, to be able to uh, uh, do funerals and, and uh, also do a few weddings, too. And I love weddings a whole lot more than I do uh, funerals. But to preside over a funeral, and I've had a few, just probably three in the last couple of years or so, that's been family members. and. And I guess people think just because I go to church, you know, that I, I ought to be good enough to say that. And, and uh, but uh, uh, I give a message that they don't necessarily know and don't understand. Most people, you know, when you go to a funeral, they, a lot of times they, they know the person personally and they say, well, that person's down there in hell burning, you know. Just as soon as they die, they go to hell. And somebody else will say, well, I know those aunt so-and-so, she was so sweet, that, uh, or your little sister or somebody that they're looking down from heaven at you, you know, and, and so you don't want to do anything to make them ashamed of you. So, you know, there, there's a lot of, a lot of theories out there, and um, a lot of times, uh, especially in the funerals, I, I, I try to debunk that, and I don't mean to say that to be mean, because a lot of people don't understand, and I, I give a little time to tell the people that some of the theories that they have about their loved ones or friends or whatever it is that may be down there some right now burning or someday that they will be down there burning forever and to not be quenched, it's just too bad because they didn't accept the Lord. You know, and I think some of us have heard people in conversations one-on-one mention that. And, you know, there's enough of us in the church, if you ever come across people like that, you, you, I know there, all of you out here, most of you out here have good Bible backgrounds that you can defunct that yourself and you can show them out of God's Word. 
and I tell the people, you know, and I don't mean to be cocky and arrogant about it, and, and I want my relatives to still be friendly with me, and uh, I tell them, you know, I didn't slip in your house, you know, the last week or so and, and put these words in your Bible, you know, I don't, I don't print that well. You know, uh, I didn't do that. It's in your Bible. Now, you may have a slightly different translation, but the essence is pretty well the same. I didn't do that. Anyway, that's what, and, and, you know, we have uh, customary scriptures that most of us will use at times, and we have booklets. We have articles about that. We have stuff online. There are other churches of God around, even in the Tulsa area, that their groups put out magazines, pamphlets, and things of that nature. So it's not just something that we have come up with. It's just our idea. It's out of the Bible. Anyway, but uh, we'll, we'll start off in the New Testament over in uh, 1 Thessalonians. And I, uh, and I think I know a lot of you could even uh, quote that word by word, verbatim. 1 Thessalonians, and we'll make it, like I said, I'm going to make it as brief as I can. 1 Thessalonians 4. And I'm going to read uh, verse 13 through 18. But I would not have you ignorant brethren. No, no, I didn't mean that. I would not have you ignorant brethren concerning them which are asleep, not alive, not down hell, not up there uh, sailing around on clouds. Them are asleep that you sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. We do sorrow, you know, and I understand. I found out just a little bit ago over there, uh, one of our, uh, some of our friends and uh, uh, Ken Barton's brother passed, you know, say, and he's been sick, had a hard battle, and uh, but we do sorrow, and Ken and his family sorrows even more, but not like we don't have hope. We don't sorrow the fact that we know that they're going to be down there burning because they didn't live the kind of lifestyle that we, we agree that they ought to. For if we believe that Jesus died, and we do, and rose again, even so them which sleep in Jesus will bring, God will bring with him. 15. For this we say unto you that the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not perceive them which are asleep. So they are still asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with the shout, and we hear this basically every year at the Feast of Trumpets and, and all that and the Feast of Tabernacles, with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of the angel, or trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. If they're up there, why would they rise? That means descend, then rise. Anyway, uh, verse 17, Then we which are alive... Alive and remain shall be caught up together with them, and I look forward to that, with them in the clouds. And this is where they say, oh, we're going to heaven forever. Meet with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Nice words, right? Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. And I'll go briefly over to 1 Corinthians 15, which is, uh, another pretty co common uh, chapter or verse that we go to, 1 Corinthians 15. I'm just going to get a couple of verses here. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 51 and 52. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep or die, 
but we shall all be changed. Just like in first in Thessalonians, we'll be changed. 52, in a moment in the twinkling of an eye, well, that's quick, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound and the dead shall rise, or the, the dead shall be raised incorruptible and we shall be changed. Hallelujah, well, when that day comes, we'll go basically now, okay, and they said, uh, Paul was saying in First Thessalonians that they're going to be in the clouds, okay, we're going to be in heaven, right? That's where we're going to be, walking the golden streets and all that. Isn't, that, isn't that what he's saying? Let's go back over to a little bit to the Old Testament, now we run to Zechariah, which is a pretty common, and there's a lot more scriptures than what I'm giving here, but for time's sake, we'll just go to uh, Zechariah 14, chapter, and verse 1 through 3 to start off. Then we'll go to 4, 5. Uh, Zechariah 14. Let me make sure I don't get too far ahead. My computer broke down some time ago, and then my printer broke down, and I'm back to the old way of doing things by hand. So I, I don't, my handwriting's not all that good. I didn't have time to take... Uh, Sears Roebuck or magazine and cut out and paste in, so I just did it by hand. The next time I'll probably take more time and I'll cut out the letters and put on here where I can read them. Anyway, behold, I'm taking too much time for that. Behold, verse 1, Zechariah 14, 1, Behold, the day of the Lord comes, and thy spoil shall be divided in the midst of you. For I will gather all nations against Jerusalem to battle. And we know for many of the prophecies that Jerusalem will be a hot box when Jesus turn, returns. All hell, so to speak, is going to break loose. It's, it's going to be bad. And Anyway, uh, battle against Jerusalem, uh, to battle, and the city shall be taken, and the horses rifled, and the women ravished, woo, and half of the city shall go into, forth into captivity, and the residue of the people shall not be cut off from the city. Then shall the Lord go forth and fight against those nations as when he fought against the day of battle. Um, let me see where I'm going. Now listen to this part. Listen to it. Just after they went to the, in the sky, the atmosphere, the clouds, verse 4, and his feet shall stand in that day, not on heaven, his feet shall stand in that day, Upon the Mount of Olives, which is before Jerusalem on the east, and the Mount of Olives shall cleave in the midst thereof toward the east and toward the west, and there shall be a very great valley, and half of the mountain shall remove toward the south, and half of it toward the, or toward the okay, north and toward the south. And you shall flee to the valley of the mountains for you, for the... And you shall flee to the valley of the mountains, for the valley of the mountain shall reach into Azal. Yea, you shall flee like you fled from before the earthquake in the days of Isaiah, king of Judah, and the Lord my God shall come, and all the saints with him. So all we and, and the ones that have been resurrected, the Christians, we're going to be with Christ. Now, I'm not going to read the rest of it, but people that are tuning in or somebody who wants to hear this message later, uh, go ahead and read all of uh, Zechariah 14 chapter and many other places, and it'll tell you that right here on earth we're going to be 
uh, ruling with Jesus Christ here on earth and the Feast of Tabernacles that we just got through celebrating, what, two or three, four months ago, uh, and we do every fall. Uh, everybody in the, in the world that will be doing the Feast of Tabernacles, if they don't, and this says it in uh, Zechariah 14, there won't be any rain, there'll be other punishments, but everybody is going to do that. The Feast of Tabernacles has not been done away with, and it will not be done away with. Okay, we'll go back over to the New Testament real soon for just a little bit. Go over to Revelation 20. Revelation 20. And I try to bring this out when I give message to people in the world also, and even to our people. Revelation 20, verse 1 through 6. And I saw an angel come down from heaven, having a key to the bottomless pit, and a great chain in his hand. And he laid hold on the dragon, that old serpent, which is the devil and Satan. Boy, what a day that'll be. And bound him a thousand years and cast him into the bottomless pit and shut him up and set a seal upon him that he should deceive the nation, deceive the nation no more till a thousand years are finished. That's here on earth. And after that he must be loosed a little season. I saw thrones, and they had set upon them judgment was given unto them, and I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus and for the word of God, and which had not worshipped the beast, neither his image, neither had received his mark upon their foreheads or on their hands, and they lived and reigned a thousand years. They'd have better have a better body than what we have right now. I, I don't know my body wouldn't even make it 100, I don't think. But anyway, verse 5, Revelation 20, verse 5. But the rest of the dead, the rest of the dead, there's a lot of people out here in the world that has never heard the name Jesus Christ. There's people out here that have heard the name Jesus Christ, but they saw so much hypocrisy in the world, and people I've seen people say the same thing. If that is religion, I don't want any part of it. You know, I don't want any part of that. So uh, some of them, they say, well, I've had such a rough life. If there's a real God, you know, how can I believe in Jesus, and how can I believe that? And they don't understand, and, you know, those are little deeper questions deeper answers, and I think most of you, if you study, and, and most of you probably already have a good answer for that anyway. I've had people to, to say that to me, you know. How could God allow something like that if he's a loving God? And I don't, I'm not going to take the time right now. Probably if, if I have too much flack, I will later, <laughs> but not today. Uh, I said, this is the first resurrection. So if there's, if there's a first, there's got to be at least one more, and maybe another one, but this is the first resurrection and uh, if, if anybody has out here seeing this or sees it later uh, has questions and you know somebody in our group or get online and get some of our literature and it'll explain it a whole lot better than what I can right now in this limited time um, verse 6 blessed and holy is he that has has part in the first resurrection well I want to be there such as the sick on such, the second death has no power. 
So they're going to be dead. They're not going to be, and this is just like I said, just a brief coverage of it. They're going to be dead. They're going to be the second death. Death don't mean alive, burning forever in, the, in, in a hell fire. But they shall be priests of God and of Christ, and they shall reign with him a thousand years. There's, there's so much more that I could go into right now, and, and, uh, and I'm not giving excuses. I'm just trying to bet, bait your whistle a little bit. Uh, if, if this is new to you and you don't understand it, there's a lot of answers in there. And I tell you, it's encouraging. To me, it's very, very encouraging uh, after we get past <laughs> the tribulation and, and a few of the other things. Uh, uh, I'd, I'd kind of like to sleep through that part. But uh, anyway, one more scripture. I'm going to call it quits real quick over in Job in, in the Old Testament. I've got uh, Job 14th chapter. And I hear a lot of people, uh, even in, uh, you know, some of the other groups that will, I mean, some of the other churches, even the ones that uh, uh, preach hell and, and, and uh, the, the uh, altar call and all that, even them, I've heard a lot of them even preach this. So this is pretty common. Job 14, 14. Job says, if a man die, shall he live again? All the days of my appointed time, I will wait until my change come. You shall call, and I will answer. You know, when that trump goes, when that trumpet sounds, we're going to answer. We're not going to be sleepyhead. Oh, let me get my coffee first, and then I'll give you an answer. I don't think that's going to be it. When I hear that call, you know, if I've only been asleep for two hours, uh, however long, I'm going to answer that call. You shall call and I will answer you. You will have a desire to the work of your hand. God is looking for that in, in so many other places. God doesn't have a desire for the death of the wicked. So many scriptures in there. Uh, our loved ones that have died already, uh, they're in their graves now, and this is provable waiting for the return of Jesus Christ and for their resurrection also and for your change and my change. May God be with you and all of you enjoy and look forward to this day.